Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Nobody Panic, the fun podcast where we help you to do things. I'm Stevie. If you're listening thinking, wow, there's something about the audio quality and rapport today that feels, if anything, too raw. Yes. Uh, we're in the same room. For the first time since March 2020. We don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, normally there's the safety of a screen. We've had to put our trousers on. I haven't. Some of us have. <laughs> no, I've always had my trousers yeah, on for always. you, out of respect. Yeah, um, we're in the same room. We feel very professional. So professional. Mm. Thank you very much to Plosif, um, who are our producers, who are just the best. Here in their studio. The best. Welcome. I think to, to today we're going to be doing how to back yourself. And we're going to be specifically looking at backing yourself when you've made like a decision. Because you know when like we've talked a lot about like put yourself out there, you know, say what you feel, what you mm. where you want to go for dinner, but what happens when you go, hey everyone, let's go here, and everyone goes there and it's terrible and it's too expensive and the food's disgusting. And everyone's like, Oh, we could have gone to literally any of the other places. But Stevie just listened to herself do an episode on Nobody Panic and really went for it. No one wants that. Mm. And also it, it was um, a suggestion for us by Sarah. Hello, Sarah. And there was many, th- many facets of her message. But one of the things that she wanted to find out how to do was how to stick up for herself and um, st- standing up for herself when having to like explain her decision making behind mm. something, which I think is uh, very tricky. As soon as someone says, like, why have you done that? You're like, oh, I don't know. This is the thing, and it immediately crumbles. There is an interesting study about when you suggest an idea and someone says, great idea, or I agree, or this is my opinion, and someone re- responds, you get you both get a delicious little dopamine hit. Do you? Which is why you are, feels like so awful in a relationship when you're like, I think we should paint the wall blue, and they're like, I hate you. <laughs> it's because you're like, but I'm used to getting a lovely bit of, and it, you know. So therefore, of course, we, like, we love for people to agree with us. But when some, you're like, I think we should do this, and they say why, you're like... Yeah, but just say that you like it. Just please just agree. I suppose it's because you when someone agrees with you painting the wall blue, mm. it they're telling you that your ideas about colour and walls are good. Are good. And all we want to know is like that our thoughts are good. Are ones. good. Yeah. yeah, right? You the speed at which you go from like oh, this idea is shit, to I'm a piece of shit when someone hasn't agreed is so quick. Nanoseconds. Mm. Before we get into it, What's the most adult grown-up thing you've done this week? Mine is that ages ago I discussed, uh, my adult thing was that I had signed up to this free trial of something. 
And I was very excited about it. And you were like, well, don't forget to unsubscribe. And I was like, yeah, obviously. And then a listener messaged me on in like Instagram after it came out and be like, hey, um, I'm just guessing here, but I think you've probably forgotten to unsubscribe. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, I had. I had <laughs> forgotten to unsubscribe. And so I, um, it was such a sweet thing of them to do. Just be like, just hello. I think I know you from listening. <laughs> and I get a general sense of your temperament. You've forgotten to do it. Anyway, and then I signed up to a free thing the other day. I put an alarm in my calendar. Yes. And I don't like to do things like that because putting things too far in the future makes me feel slightly sick. So I think, like, mm, okay. lots to unpack. Uh, so much to unpack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so have you ever got a new passport and you look at the passport and it doesn't expire for, like, 10 years? Yes. And you're like, wow, that day, imagine where I'll be or what oh, I'll be doing. Oh, wild, yeah. Okay, so I feel like that, but it, when, and things are just a week away. Yeah, that's hard to live your life. Yeah, it's hard, by, really hard it? to live your life. Yeah. So it's why I like, don't put things in the calendar sometimes and I don't do stuff. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And then I was like, I think, pal, I think you've got to get over this. So if any of that is resonating with you, <laughs> if you do feel sick about the future, um, it's really, really helpful. Pop the old alarm in. And I saved myself the money and I was, I felt brilliant. Is that why you don't have a diary or an appointment? It's one of the reasons, yeah. Okay. It's up there. Okay. I just don't like to think when things are too far away. Okay. I know it's bad, isn't it? It's I'm, bad. I'm really my own bad. worst enemy. Bad is not the word. It's just, I don't know how you live. A, quest, a, th- a statement people have said to me on more than one occasion throughout <laughs> yeah. my life. Being like, people have been like, wow, how do you get through the day? And me being like, look, look at the state of me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Living in the present, baby. So way too present. <laughs> way too present. Stevie, what is yours? Okay, so I've mentioned before my uh, journey with coffee. I had a coffee uh, about six months ago, and I think I did it just before the podcast, and the episode that we recorded was absolutely wild. And Mm. you found it very amusing. We all found it very amusing, because I was like, now I'm a coffee woman. And I went from no coffee at all ever to a coffee with an extra shot, sometimes four coffees a day. And remembered the other day that the reason I don't drink coffee is because it makes me uh, incredibly tense by the end of the day Mm -hmm. so that I can't do anything and stressed and upset. (laughs) Now I can't have coffee anymore. So I've, I've, I've stopped having coffee and now I have decaf, but I don't really see the point in that because the whole point of it was to be like, it's like a sports announcing drug for life. Mm. Gab in the morning and suddenly I'm awake. Now I'm tired again. But in a way, isn't being an adult being really tired all the time? Well, what if you just had it in just the morning? No, I have it in the morning. I have one, like, I'm sort of being over the top about saying four. The most I'll ever have is like one in the morning because I, I, and it affects you all the way through until you can't go to sleep. I'll be absolutely fine and feel amazing. And then I started to realise that I was, uh, just yeah shaky and tense and I remember that that was like, literally exactly what happened the last time so I don't know why I didn't remember that yeah you've yeah. got to remember but it takes apparently seven years for me to forget yeah so. it's it's very tough well done hey well done and you've Thanks. made a decision and you know what I'm so tired you're back to your yeah I know back to my sad self okay here we go um how to back your decision so I think it's really difficult when you put yourself out there and especially, let's obviously we've used like painting a wall blue, but they're not the ones you actually, well, you do. They're the easier ones. The harder ones are when you've made like a big decision at, at work 
and the impact of your decision has meant, let's say, I don't know, my God, someone's like lost their job or like you've just messed up a big project or you look back and go like, we moved house and actually it didn't work out. I've got a friend who's just who bought a house and we made the decision to buy a house and then they've had to go back to renting. And that's a really hard thing to do when you really think about it because it's just like you feel like you've made this big jump forward and I, she was very much driving that and he was very much like, oh, I'm a bit nervous because I don't think we can do this. And it turns out they can't do this. And that's one of those things you go, oh, how annoying. But when you're actually living it, my God, that'd be really hard. Mm. I think one of the first things that is so important with all of these things is to accept that you are sad about it and that accept that it's a bad decision and that you feel... And all of those feelings that you feel, like, resentful of the person for telling you, like, I told you so. Feeling stupid, feeling small, like, naming the feelings is the first good way of like moving because because then you can be like here are the four things I feel how can I deal with that whereas when you've got this overwhelming horror and you're all you pretend that you you're fine I think a lot of the world is in a bad place because people keep making decisions and then just pretending they're fine and styling mm. them out I think there's you've made a decision uh you thought it was going to be a good one options bad you know it everyone else knows it yeah. Everyone else thinks it's bad. You still think it's a good decision. So I think it's ever happened in my life. So I think there's a different thing. Like when you've made a bad decision and you know it and everyone else knows it, you don't need to back yourself, you know, in that one. You don't need to double down. Exactly like you're saying, lots of the world's problems are people attempting to style out what is clearly a bad decision when it would be so much better if we had just a, a better culture of people being like, oh, I put my hands above my head. I've absolutely fucked up there. I do mm. apologise. I hope we all learnt something. I really apologise. Let's start again. And that's such an important skill to master but if you do think it is still good even in the face of other people thinking it's not that's where you have to back yourself to be like I think this is still good you know yes definitely so it's like the you know she's made a decision to buy a house and it's not worked out and she had to go backwards it's like hey you still tried something and you still it was a good idea at the time or whatever you made the decision with the best information that you had, with the best intention you possibly could, like you were trying your best and in the light of it turning out poorly, that's not your fault. <laughs> I was say, it's not your fault. But like, well, it literally is. But it literally is your fault. Yeah, but that's okay because I think it's, yeah, like about, you're saying about reframing it. So it's like at the time you did your best and you made the decision and we can never ever know what the right decision is at any point. At any point, yeah, exactly. So if it's like, as long as in the moment you didn't just like draw a thing out of a hat, and even if you did, that was your right. That was blame you being the like, hat. That, blame the hat for God's sake. But if that was you being like, I think this is the best way to make this decision, and then be like, hey, we've all learned something, and now we can move forward with that information. But you, you did your best at the time, you know, yes. and that's a huge thing to be able to tell yourself and not just be like. I'm a piece of shit. This has gone badly. I'm a piece of shit. It's like, this has gone badly, but I was doing my best. Yeah. And especially if it affects other people, that's the thing that I find very difficult. If I've like forced something through and then other people are affected by it as well, you just feel so bad for everyone else. But this is um, a psychologist, no, a consultant called Dr. Benjamin Ritter. And he says, take a step out of the emotions and stress and really look at the facts of the situation. What is currently happening? What do you really want? And how can you work towards that goal given the situation you're in? So, for example, you've made the decision, so it's meant that you can't do what you want to do or it's not worked. But you can still get there via a different path. So sometimes a really good way of 
sort of backing yourself is to go, okay, well, I can still get there. Like, how can we get there? And then almost like resolving the, shall we say, consequences of the decision that you've made, mm-hmm. whether that is like, I painted the wall blue anyway because I backed myself, even though you said it wasn't good and it looks horrible. Paint it again. <laughs> Paint, exactly. It's that thing of paint it again, but also be brave enough and confident enough in yourself to be like, I couldn't tell it was bad until it was done. Like, how else was I going to know until we painted it? And I'm sorry it cost us some money, but we're here now (laughs) and I'm fixing it. It feels relevant. It feels, you know, I've done it. And I think like there is, you know, I think not to bring our government into this so quickly, but I think everybody has watched mostly men make a terrible choice. It clearly be wrong. Seeing in their eyes, they know it's wrong. And then them lie repeatedly as their way out of it. Just please say this was the wrong colour. It's hard, isn't it? Because you see people doing that and it works. Because <laughs> they'll probably get in again. <laughs> like, no one's been yeah. fired. Like, it actually just... Yes, so you're that's right. what's hard. It's that kind of... And if it's from the top down, you go like, well, it does work. It's but so it, tricky, it's isn't it? It's short you, term, not long term. Mm, it, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When we look at people in positions of power who are starting this out with no apology whatsoever. We're like, why don't I just try that? But I think we at our grassroots new program <laughs> used to just start a new culture where we just put our hands above our head and say, I'm sorry, that was wrong. And I am fixing it. Yes, I'm fixing it. Or, you know, here's what we can do to, to fix it. If And also, you know, you, you can be honest about your intentions. I think that's really helpful when someone makes a bad decision and it affects you and you're like, oh, for God's sake, man, like, why did you do that? You want to know that they did it for the right reasons. For the right reasons. Whereas when people just style it out, you never know why they did it. Then you can just think that they're an arsehole or whatever. Yeah. So that's like your initial example of like, you've decided where to take the group for dinner. You've got there. Clearly a mistake. Firstly, can we move? Uh, Can we just be like, guys, let's put our menus down. Say, so sorry. We actually have another engagement. We forgot. It's the cricket. (laughs) And then leave the restaurant. Always use the cricket. We've, sorry, we've got to get to the cricket. And then you leave the restaurant. Yes. And if not, and you're in now and it's irreparable, just say to the group, guys, I'm so sorry. I look, And I'd be like, look, I looked it up on Google. It had all these fantastic reviews. I thought we could do this. I'm really sorry. And which everyone would be like, listen, not to worry. We'll have a funny time. What a funny story. Yeah. But when you sit there and be like, I, I'm loving this, actually. This is fantastic. Oh, God, that that's happens. when you're like, yeah. now everyone's having a tense and terrible time. If we just get better at like being like, I'm sorry, this is, but this is why I did it. I wasn't trying to make a bad choice. I was trying my best. Here's my information I had at the time. Because in that environment, say you've decided to go, you've said like, let's go somewhere for dinner and we get there and it's awful. I'll just want to make it like, I love it because you feel bad for the person who's made the decision, but then everyone hates it. So actually it really is up to the person who's made the bad decision to just sort of go it's okay. Like, yeah, let's move on. Let's go somewhere else. Let's fix this. And also as well, there's an element of backing yourself when you've made a, de- a decision that is the bit before it's, you even know it's a good or a bad one where you're like, I'm going to do this. Oh no, I don't, or not. Yeah. And it's the, the reason you go like, oh no, I don't even care actually. It doesn't even matter is because you're so frightened that it will be the bad decision. There's not really any way around that. I think other than like stand, starting to stand by little things so just being like I, I chose to get this milk instead of that milk because um, it's cheaper and I thought we, we could try it it's so much an easier decision to practice backing yourself until and then like where, where do we go for dinner and then it's like I don't know <laughs> world current affairs um, and then you'll get better at it slowly but it is something that 
yeah, there's no like easy way around it. If you shy away from from wanting to back yourself, then you will never back yourself. You have to do it in order to get better at it. Like there's no other way. And of course you run the risk of it being bad, but that is literally what life is. Because you will definitely make, everyone listening will make a poor decision. Like everybody, apart from me, all my decisions have been absolutely bag it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I do, I feel I say, back yourself to you a, a great deal. Yes. Yeah, that you'll be like, I think this. And then people will be like, oh, why? With no intonation whatsoever. And you'll be like, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And but it was a weird, I think you do that as well. Yeah. So you will go like, we could do this or not. Or, or this. not. You know, I'm a, I, I love to say, or not. Yeah, I love it. Or not, yeah. Like I, at the moment, do I at the moment like uh, I'm going to the Edinburgh Festival this year, and I put in for the three o'clock slot in this smaller venue, the Coates Classic. The Coates Classic. I love to be in the Pleasant Courtyard beside the Rose Van. I know my crowd, and I do the three o'clock slot. There's nothing else on. You know, it's me and Shakespeare for breakfast, and people have seen that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I get a lovely sort of Radio 4 group and they've had a little lunch. They sit with me, adorable. When people are like, I'm having a terrible Edinburgh, I'm like, can I interest you in the afternoon slot? <laughs> it is, it's easy over here. And then I got offered at 6pm in the beside. There we go. Which is like... The ooh, big boys. That's the big, that's big boys. That's the prestige, that's prestige slot. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do it. I got to go, I can't do it. Then it says, and then I said to so many people too, uh, what shall I do? And they were like, this, well, these are my opinions, but ultimately you have to make the choice and you have to stick to it. And you can't, it's so, we all just desperately want choices to be made for us in life. So we can be like, well, nothing I could do. I'm doing my best with what I was given rather than being like, I made this choice and was it right? Yes. So it's such a hard thing to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to, this is my decision. And then once you've made it, you've got to be like, okay, 
we're, we're here now. This is the decision we've made. And ultimately, this is the sort of thing that isn't like painting the wall a different colour. There's no way when I get to Edinburgh, I can be like, I've, I've made a mistake. Can I go back to my afternoon? You know, I've got yeah. to. And even if we're like, it was a mistake, this is to be like, okay, let's keep fixing from within. Like, yeah. how can we keep making this different? It, that is exactly, and I know we've talked about this in the podcast often, that it's about life is literally about being like, okay, here, you know, here we go. I think I can do this thing. And then be like, oh, I couldn't, but I'm trying again. You know, let's yeah. Keep well, on going. even you with that room, if which won't happen. But if you know, you are like, okay, maybe that was too big a room. It's not too big and too late let's for the lady. It was too big and too too late for the ladies. It's reframing. It's not a mistake. Like you now know. Yeah, you know exactly that about yourself and about your audience and about that they're asleep by six p.m. <laughs> They've gone to bed. Don't want to come out. They're tucked in bed. (laughs) And it's really hard because sometimes it will take a long time for you to like reconcile that and see it as not a mistake. I don't know. I feel like it's a very trite thing to say, but I do like to live my life by this. Where it's never a mistake to give a go. Like it's never a mistake to like push yourself further because all the worst that happens is you go okay well I didn't sell out every single show like you're used to doing but like you'll find a whole different audience that you didn't yeah, have absolutely. before because they're all in they're all still in bed at 3pm yeah. the other side they're yeah, all like I've got my waking out. up crowd yeah, I'm exactly. the breakfast show I am Shakespeare for breakfast you are yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think exactly that like nothing good happens in your life from you staying where you are you know mm. you've got to keep being like okay good cool now let's take another step forward and also like the thought of doing I was very like, yeah, yeah, Edinburgh. Because I was like doing my same thing at my same slot. And then now I feel like that same level of like <laughs> churning gut fear. I'm like, I think that's where good stuff happens when you yes. feel that level of sick. No, it does. Because this I think it is you. that. You've got to push. You've got to keep trying. And then I was like... Okay, I've got to give the people. I've got to give the people a six pm show. Let's yeah. let's get some get lights my tits out. Get some dick. Out. <laughs> let's, get, let's get some tits and dick out. It's gonna be a big show. Six, 6 pm on the other side. <laughs> The yeah. Weirdly, <laughs> like any later than six pm, not. No, no. So after that, it's nice and it's nice and clean material. But six, that's the, that's the saucy hour. I think it's exactly that. It's made me be like, okay, I gotta step up. I gotta deliver. But it's and it's really tough to be be like, I can't blame anybody else. Yeah. But you've just got to be like, okay, okay, I've done it. This is what I'm thinking. I'm backing myself. Here we go, you know? Yes, here we go. If you're listening now being like, oh God, yeah, I've got to make this decision. I don't know. Always pick the one that you think will help you to like grow Grow. bigger. Yeah, like expand your space. Like if if you're sat in your little little square bit of land, your little picket fence, it's time to like knock down one of the fences. Join those two fields. I really wish I hadn't used such like weird pastoral yeah. imagery because I don't have any of the words for it but like you know it's exactly that the good stuff happens when you start knocking down that fence on your bit of prairie land and going for some more land because there could be a cactus in it that's a bit of fun isn't it <laughs> well, everybody wants one of those I do I'd like to introduce you to the work of uh, Admiral Grace Hopper yeah if I could yeah you born can. in 1906 yes please uh, made Did it all the way to 1992 middle name Brewster Murray and why not uh, born in 1906, she was a computer scientist and United States Navy Rear Admiral. And if you look up a picture of her, like, look, at, she's she's got that sort of like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, just badass. Or, like, oh my like, God, yeah. Right? She walks into a room, you're saluting. She is quoted with saying that it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to get permission. 
It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to get permission. I don't understand it. You're going to have to explain why. Of that's course, relevant. she is saying that it's better to act decisively and apologize for it later than to seek approval to act and to risk delay or objections. It's about being very like, good, very good, right? Because there is very grace, grace, yes, grace. There'll be very and like forgiveness, not permission. Like there will be very few times in your life where someone's like, hey. This is what you've chosen is right. You're the right person for this. I give you full permission. Please go, you know, it'll be more you being like, I'm doing this now. And everyone being like, are you? And you'd be like, yes. And then, you know, and then if it does go awry, be like, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, no, I'm sorry. Just like I gave it a go. I it gave didn't it a work bloody out. go. I've learned something. Oh, it was interesting. Oh, awful. Sure. But exactly. interesting. And you can make it and it becomes like an, um, an anecdote in the tapestry of your life. But also because when, when you think about the... A typical masculine energy of just saying, I'm doing this now. And if you're very confident, mm. girl boss vibe, the downside of that energy is often the lack of apology when it goes wrong. So if you can apologize and own your mistake, then that means that you've got the best of both worlds. You've got like the kind of powerful confidence that we all really do aspire to because that gets stuff done because mm-hmm. we're especially women so you know oh sorry oh shall we? Oh, I was just wondering whether you could all of that and then you've got the kind of the other positive element of, of saying sorry which is such a thing exactly doesn't happen she yeah. doesn't just say her quote is not uh, smash on and, and fuck it you know her quote is I would love it <laughs> if it was born in 1906 smash on and fuck it her quote is no context no context whatsoever from the rear admiral um, <laughs> she's got a little badge with it on her quote is it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission it has the word forgiveness in it you know yeah. it's about saying like to forgive yourself you know to forgive to ask for others to you know but to, to keep on pushing and like you know no one's ever going to say oh yeah g- please do this for me you know, yeah. unless that's your job. But like, as in, whatever it is you're trying to do, it's so rare that someone is going to ask specifically for you to pursue your dreams. You just have to be like, Absolutely. I'd like to pursue them now. I uh, might tell you a, a backing myself story. Yes, please. I you might. Do it. Do- <laughs> Smash on and fuck it. I am... Um, um, I a couple of months ago had this meeting. Sometimes you have these a call with like an American, and they just tell, I never get a call. I've with an had a call with an American, and they say, "Well, what are you what are you working on?" I say some ideas. Mostly, it's a do- they're dogs and they solve crime, and they're like, "Well, good to meet you," <laughs> and then they leave. <laughs> but in one of these touch base meetings with a stranger. He was like, oh, and these are all the shows we're working on. We do this reality show. We do this. We do this. All this stuff. I was like, I'm not hearing any dogs, so I'm not interested. <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, and we're working on this show about some 65-year-old female assassins. And I was like, sorry. Hello. <laughs> like, hello. And they were like, yeah, we want to make this like comedy drama action show. And then I really was like, come on, kid. I was like, what does the what does the podcast you literally make and tell people tell you to do? Like, So I was like, I'm really sorry. Have you? I'm really sorry. It began. <laughs> <laughs> and, I put my, and I put my little hand in the air as on well. The on the phone, I put my hand in the air and I said, have you already staffed the writer's room for that? And a writer's room would have maybe like 20 people in it. So that's not an unreasonable p- place for me to say, could I mm. potentially p- pitch to be in the writer's room? And he said, we haven't got to writer's room yet. We're currently looking for a showrunner. And a showrunner is like a very high level position to be in. And not that's not just me not backing myself. Like that is way yeah. above my qualification. But nonetheless, I... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, come on, what does the podcast tell you? And what do the Americans, how do the Americans love to live? Mm. He's never going to ask you to do this. But I was like, listen, I'm, I'm, I know I'm inexperienced, but I would really like to put my hat in the ring for this. Then he was like, oh, okay, great. And he sent me all the things and I, and I pitched some stuff and uh, did my final pitch to the Americans. It was like a half an hour long like thing. Uh, I did it during uh, Storm Eunice. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, the aerial flew past the window. Uh, <laughs> internet went down. Oh, no. I had to do it uh, on the telephone, talking for half an hour, in which I was like, well, this is one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. Doing all these, like, voices and bits and, like, saying how I would do the show. And all I wanted to do was, like, is everyone still there? Like, yeah. I was like, if I let the cringe in in any way, the cringe will consume me. That's I such just, a good way of looking at it. Don't let the cringe don't in. Don't let the, the cringe, cringe in. Consume you know, you. it will consume me. Because the cringe was there. Oh, bat, yeah. It was bashing down. Door. It just flown past the window. But it's like if I just back myself and be like, this is just how a confident this is fine. I do I do pitches like this on the telephone. In storms. Stood, in storms, stood on a chair because the reception was bad, in a power cut. I'm just like, this is normal. Even though in my head I was like, this is absolutely horrendous. Anyway, they called last night. I got the job. What you're as a showrunner? Uh I don't know actually. But they're like, we want to give you the job, but we've decided not to go ahead with the project. <laughs> But like, what a roller coaster! But you get, so you get all of the joy of having to actually do the job. But I don't have to do the job, right? So, wow. the, but I have the thing of being like, oh my god, okay, it it works, it works. So you could now do that again, right? Something else, and then maybe the maybe the actual job will still be there, right? And you'd be able but to do I, it. but like, I learned so much, and also I was like, thank you, Grace Hopper. Ain't nobody ever gonna like say that you can do this. So you just have to keep being like, okay, then I, and ultimately you've just got to be like okay this is what I think yeah. this is what I think it should be this is the decisions I've made I think the characters should solve solve some more puzzles yeah one dog I think there should be more dogs and you just got to believe in yourself and what you think is is good and, and then sort of stick to it absolutely a very life affirming story for me thanks very, very much inspiring I felt but I really really was thinking about you and the, our listeners mm. when I said please can I try <laughs> May I have a bash? May I have a bash? Can, Can I, I throw my hat stand on and Stand on it and fuck it? What was it? Smash through and fuck smash it. Smash through and... Smash on and fuck it. Smash on and fuck it. That's <laughs> what you did. Right? Everyone, think... Smash on and fuck it. Think of Tessa stood on a chair watching her aerial fly past the window <laughs> saying, I demand to be a showrunner. I have I been a showrunner before? No! <laughs> well, look, we've got to end on that because it's so... Also, very, very quickly, I wanted to say think about it in your life like when have you ever been on the receiving end of someone messing up and then going I'm so sorry that happened and not gone that's really great that they apologised yeah right the actually it's because it happens 90% they don't and you're furious yeah, at them for not yeah you're furious so it's so nice because you rarely cross about the fuck up you're cross that they're pretending it's not always so always remember that it doesn't you don't lose power you gain power by own you either gain power by smashing on and fucking it and then if for example you hadn't got the job let's say and and they'd gone not this time you you'd go i smashed on and fucked it though yeah i still tried and i learned so much i stepped out of my little cabbage patch i went for it they were like can't come in i was like understood back i go but i've learned i've learned yeah well no you didn't say can't come in they said the cabbage patch is gone but we'd love to have you in anyway (laughs) they did yeah Come on in. There's nothing actually to do, but do come, come in. On, the yeah. soil you just sit in. Um, amazing. What a great story to end on. If you have any episode suggestions for the future, please do tw- tweet us, DM us um, at Nobody Panic Pod, or how can people email us, Tessa? At Nobody Ponit. At, at Nobody Ponit. <laughs> Try that. Ponic upon it. 
at nobody panic it's not podcast. at nobody oh, panic podcast <laughs> nobody panic podcast at gmail.com <laughs> nearly four years of doing this podcast um same email address. i'm at tessa coates she's at stevie and this is a five this is you can find us all over the place there's also information spiraling the internet uh, about our live shows come and see them at the soho theater and you know also what? join us patreon.com forward slash nobody panic because um I mean we just talk about our very personal incredible <laughs> personal lives. I think the next one I'll talk Stevie about. Stevie has drug told history. me some some stories on there that I've never even heard. Uh so in <laughs> my <laughs> That's just the level of, uh, of secrets being revealed. Nobody panic goes Come on wild. in. Come on in. It's a real joy. Some candles. Nobody panic after dark. A lot of fun. And see you next week, guys. Back yourselves. Back yourself. Smash on and fuck it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, I, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's perfect brands.